breakfast. And we have a guest with us this morning that we have uh, with us, April School Superintendent Margaret Morata. And uh, Margaret, nice to have you uh, join us today. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, that you're here. Thank you, and good morning, Wynn. Nice to, ha- to be here. Well, it's my pleasure to have you here. And, uh, and um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but you were in the news this morning. <laughs> So I hear. I think we are um, we're getting closer and closer to a new Constantino school, yeah. um, and I think that uh, the community is starting to talk about that. And we're really working hard with the uh, Mass School Building Association to work out the details of that. Those are um, those people are probably going to be your best friends, aren't they? Yeah, there's a lot of work involved in building a school. It's yeah. a long process. Yeah, it certainly is. And then uh, uh, the story that we had today was uh, that the uh, state came up with statistics for uh, student enrollment Mm -hmm. and I I thought you had a a good point where you said that there's there's always going to be a a flow you know come and go absolutely it's it's very difficult I mean in in a community like Haverhill that's that's so diverse we have some you know areas that are really residential homes and people move in when they get married or sometimes when they're born and stay right through their lives and other folks kind of come and go in and out of the community and it's really hard to judge um, what what the community is going to look like ten years down the road? And then on top of that, you never know uh, how many kids are uh, are going to get uh, moved over to private schools. Absolutely. And uh, is, is school uh, school choice still a, a big thing these days? So I think it's diminishing a little bit, um, but there is um, school choice with other communities. A small percentage of kids choose to either go to school outside of Haverhill or sometimes kids from other communities choose to come to Haverhill to go to school to take advantage of the opportunities we have. Yeah, I've seen in, in the past that it's kind of like a wash, isn't it? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, it's, it's getting to be more of a wash. At one point we had um, many more kids um, leaving the district. Uh, they're starting to come back over the last few years, so that's exciting. We're glad to have them. And that's a good sign, too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hey, I had, uh, uh, let's see here, I had something. Today is the... Um, or this evening anyway, it's the kindergarten... Um, kindergarten registration night. Yeah, tell me about that. Yep. So we're encouraging parents um, to um, get out early and register their kindergartners um, for the upcoming school year. Uh, it's helpful to us to know early what's going on um, in case... As last year we uh, took away the fees for kindergarten, so we now have free full-day kindergarten, so more parents are beginning to take advantage of that. Um, there were some parents who weren't choosing kindergarten because they didn't have the $2,500 to pay the admission fee um, for the full day. So we really need to know how many kids are coming in case we need to open more classrooms, hire more teachers. Um, so we're, we're trying to get a role on that. Where in the past this might have um, been more of an event that happened in, in uh, late May or June. We really want to know now so we can plan for it. And when you have to, uh, when you have to register, it's more than just... Uh like a, a, a name and a phone number, isn't it? It is. It is. Unfortunately, there's quite a bit of paperwork that involves uh, the child's birth certificate, uh, proof of residency, which could be a lease or a mortgage, and, and some other kind of a bill, an electric bill or some kind of a, a bill with your address on it. Um, but anyone um, that has a child that's going to be five by September 1st can join us tonight at the high school from 5.30 to 7. Um, we'll have people speaking both English and Spanish there. Kit, you're welcome to bring your children. Um, and if you don't have all the documents, we can still walk you through the process, give you the paperwork, and set up an appointment for you to come to the Parent Center with your documents. Yeah, you're not signing people up tonight. You're just getting yeah. them used to uh, what they have to get used to. 
Absolutely. There'll be some of the kindergarten teachers, principals will be there. We'll have some information if people want to talk to a school nurse or if they have questions about specialized programs or lunches. All those people will be there to answer questions. Hey, you brought up food. I'm, I'm starting <laughs> a diet today. But <laughs> Sorry to hear but, that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tell, me, um, tell me about that. We've had Andy Vargas on. Oh, he, yeah. he loves that uh, that uh, breakfast after the bell deal. How, Absolutely. How, how's that working out? It's, it's working great. Um, we've in the schools that have breakfast after the bell, which is actually um, a program that's mandated um, by law in communities that have high um, high percentages of low income students, as, as Haverhill does. Um, so we were able to uh, implement that in in many of our schools, and the kids uh, having breakfast every day more than tripled in those schools. Um, so it's it's great, you know, when kids are hungry in the morning, they're cranky. Um, there's behavior problems. We're seeing those diminish. That sort of two hour into the school day used to be a big time for um, little outbursts. Really? Uh, yeah. And now kids are, are just a little bit more even. It's a nice social time. School can be stressful for kids, even the youngest kids. And this just gives them a few more minutes of, of social time and, and breakfast. And we, we sneak a little education in there as well. Um, but we really want them to be sort of settled in and ready for the day. So uh, do they uh, get a chance to have breakfast, say, at, during class? Is that how that works? Yeah, so they come right in in the morning, and the breakfast is ready for them, and they, they grab a, a, a prepackaged breakfast and some milk, juice, or um, some fruit, um, and they sit down, and there's usually what we call a do-now, which is a little activity that the kids do immediately. Um, it might be a math problem up on the um, board for them to figure out, or... Uh, a book that they need to read or a prompt that they need to talk to a neighbor about something that they learned yesterday. Um, so, you know, it's, it's sort of low stress social learning while they eat. It takes 10 to 15 minutes for them to eat. They clean up their stuff. They go on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the kids clean it up. <laughs> the kids pick up after themselves and put it in the basket and um, they're all smiles. It's it's a fun thing to watch. Everybody loves their breakfast. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I just have this this vision of uh, Animal House and a food fight. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's it's very sweet. <laughs> Oh, no. Now I'm going to be thinking about that for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, back to the Constantino School, uh, the the, uh, the story that we had is that um, the, you need at least six more classrooms, is it? So, yeah, that's because at the moment we've opened up the St. James School um, to uh, cover the overload of middle school classrooms in the in the school district. And we currently have, um, well, we have eight classrooms there. There are two spaces at the Constantino School that we, we, we could use. Um, and and would and would count for a new school building. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we need some more classroom at the middle school space at this middle school level, and uh, we'll hope to um, bake those into the the new building. Hopefully, a new building. I've seen uh, some school districts. I, I don't know about Haverhill, but some school districts they've actually gone in and uh, made like a like a, a janitor's closet, a school space. Mm. And that's that's tough, isn't it? Yeah, we haven't quite have to, had to do that yet, but we were, until we switched things around last year, we were we were using some spaces that I wouldn't want to see children learning in, you know, different, different, different closets, different nooks and crannies, maybe not ideal places for kids. And, and mostly we had very high class sizes. At the Constantino School last year, we had class sizes into the high 30s, which oh, wow. is just too many kids. That, yeah, you'd, you'd like to keep that number down to 
So at the middle school level, we're trying to keep it below 27 per class. Okay. Um, and right now we're able to, to do that at pretty much all our classes across the school district. Oh, wow. Okay. I, and I've seen other uh, school districts where they would bring in the uh, the trailers uh, for yep. temporary classrooms and, and replace them like 30 or 35 years later. Absolutely. And those, those are temporary for 30 or 35 years. And those aren't cheap either. You know, there's an expense with that and it's not ideal. So we're, we're very lucky um, that the state's going to help us pay for a new school. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully, yeah. what is it, 70 uh, percent, is it? So it varies a little bit um, with the percentage of low income in your community. And then there are things that are approved and things that aren't approved to be rebuilt. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always it's a little tricky. but Okay. Yeah. Any uh, any project managers you have in mind? You know, we haven't selected one yet. The team got together um, yesterday uh, on February 28th. We believe that we'll be officially invited in oh. um, to the process, and at that point, we would be able to interview and consider project managers. Okay, and then the uh, the whole proposal goes to the uh, school building authority mm -hmm. in March, right? Uh, so, so February, yes. So February twenty eighth is when they would accept us in, or all our paperwork needs to be in, and then they vote on it at the March meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a process. So, you know, we're we're still a couple of years away. Um, we won't definitely won't be receiving any funding until at the earliest a year from July first. So we won't be even in the best possible circumstances breaking ground for another eighteen months. Oh, okay. And in the meantime, though, the, the city's footing all the money Correct. with the hope that you get reimbursed later on. Correct. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, no, you're too young. But, uh, yeah, Wimpy from uh, Popeye. <laughs> gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Hey, this is okay. fun. We'll have to get you back. Absolutely. Anything else you want back. to uh, talk about? Um, I guess the one thing that I would mention is that we're actually really excited. Um, Haverhill's getting a large percentage of uh, extra funds. I don't want to say extra, but additional funds from the um, state this year to the tune of $6.9 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't know how to spend it. <laughs> well... It's a funny thing. The problem is we have too many ways to spend it. Oh. Um, so so we really need to narrow it down and make some, some decisions. Haverhill's been underfunded for a long time, yeah. so there are a lot of options for spending that money, and we're going to be reaching out to the community and speaking with our teachers and the school committee and, and making some priority decisions about where, where those funds are going to go because while it's a lot of money, um, unfortunately, um, it takes a lot of money to run a school system. Yeah, so. and, and it's going to go fast. That's correct. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And uh, so you'll have uh, meetings on meetings and meetings and uh, more meetings, right? We will. We're going to have some <laughs> community outreach meetings in March where we'll be inviting people. Hopefully you'll invite me back and sure. I can um, explain to people sort of what how the process is going and, and um, invite them to you know specific dates and times. And that's just money for this year. This mm -hmm. is seven your program right it is it is we're expected to get some significant money over the next seven years so we can really start to build some programs that'll last terrific yeah. let's just hope the governor funds it <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not going to look good if he doesn't so let's hope all right well hey mark i want to thank you so much for joining us and yeah sure. we will get you back sounds good thank all you. right haverhill school superintendent margaret Morata, our guest this morning here on the wave 97.9 WHAVFM. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. WHAV.